This is Table Talk with the Greenville House of Prayer, where we set the table for Christian conversations that explore the scripture, promote prayer, and seek to edify the body of Christ. For more information about Greenville House of Prayer or to contact us, please visit our website at ghopsc.org or connect with us on Facebook at Greenville House of Prayer. Now for today's broadcast. Welcome to another episode of Table Talk with the Greenville House of Prayer. My name is Curtis Carr. We're glad that you've tuned in today. I'm here with my co-host Dustin Hughes. Hey man, how are you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. And we have a guest in the studio today, Matt Brock. Matt, thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. This is this is great. Yeah, we're excited about today. So with Table Talk, as you know, we often have Christian conversations that explore scripture, promote prayer, and seek to build up the body. But we also have interviews with mm-hmm. individuals that are doing work that aligns with our vision and our mission. Yeah, yeah. And so today we're with Matt Brock. He is with Love Life, which is an organization that is on the front lines of seeing families uh, refuse abortion mm-hmm. yeah. and choose life. Right. And yeah. you can find more about them at lovelife.org. And um, one of our prayer topics has been for as long as, as I long can as remember, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is we focus on justice issues, and one of those justice issues is the ending of abortion yes. in our area. And so we've been praying for years and years for breakthrough in this area, and we've seen a lot of testimonies, a lot of breakthrough, a lot of fruit, mm-hmm. and we love it when we see people who are on the front lines who are walking into being the answers of some yeah. of those prayers. And, and in our prayer, we are unapo- unapologetically pro-life even even as the culture even since we started praying for it has weirdly shifted in some ways even within the church you've seen some shift in some way shape or form we at jihawk are still unapologetically pro-life and so we love to be able to meet and interview other ministries who are and we and we believe that that the this is much more than a political issue a hundred percent this is a spiritual issue Mm -hmm. it's a moral issue it's a justice issue yes and we've said many times, and we've got previous episodes where we outline kind of our stance on the abortion issue and our what we're praying for specifically. And scriptures that support where we stand. Exactly, well. from a yeah. biblical perspective. From a biblical perspective, yeah. You can, you can find those um, on our podcast, you, all podcasting platforms. You can Google Table Talk with G-Hop, G-H-O-P. You can also find them on our website at ghopsc.org, ghopsc.org. But we've, we've made it clear that this, and I believe it, you know, with all of my heart, that this is the greatest injustice of our of so our day, of our generation, right now. Yes, and I would say, I mean, you could like it to slavery, and I, I think there's many parallels in, in regards to the the type of uh, the way that people are being dehumanized mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the ramifications of it. But anyway, this is the ju- this is the justice issue of our generation, and the church should be on the front lines of yeah. of combating that. Amen. And that's why we wanted to have Matt in because he yeah. is, you know, he is really uh, taking a stand and giving his life to being on the front lines here locally in the Greenville area. And so, Matt, why don't you, you know, just introduce yourself, who you are, and kind of how you got to where you are, and then we'll get more in the the meat of what you guys are doing with Love Life at the abortion clinic uh, here in Greenville off of Grove Road. Absolutely, and uh, first I want to say a huge thank you uh, to you guys specifically. Um, It's it's sad that even among the 
church that this has become such a hot you know topic to, mm-hmm. to speak about and I'm, I'm already expecting you guys to get a little bit of pushback <laughs> so uh, I'm it, won't certainly the, gonna... it won't be the first time and we've, we're ready for it we're but I, for i'm it. certainly grateful for you guys and other men um and women who have um you know said you know what it doesn't really matter what the culture says uh even christian culture um we're going to stand on god's word and his word alone mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to call it what god calls it and uh, yeah. god does call abortion murder and so um and you know to Go uh, real quick before I get into who I am. Um, I think it's very important what you said um, because this will come up in the conversation here in a minute. Um, John MacArthur says that um, abortion is our national sin, mm. and so um, and and you're right. It is very much a spiritual issue, um, not a political issue. And so we can get into that in a moment. But yeah, uh, so my name is Matt Brock. Um, I tell people I'm a nobody with a Bible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have not been formally educated as far as seminary or anything like that, but I love Scripture. I love theology. I love doctrine and studying. Um, and um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, relatively uh, new to this fight. I've only been doing this for a little over a year and a half. Um, so, um, But, wow, the, the fruit that, that God has given has just been absolutely tremendous. Um, I'm married to my wife, Amy. We've been, uh, we actually just, uh, this past weekend celebrated our 10 year anniversary. Oh, all right. so, uh, Happy anniversary. Yeah. I appreciate awesome. it. So, uh, she has given me a lot of grace here recently. Um, but, uh, yeah, we got two little girls, nine and seven, and, um, they are, um, little fireballs, uh, who, who, uh, my youngest, she, uh, she uh, she loves to you know she quotes preach she gets uh, her little podium and puts it up in the front she'll go through Jonah and the well and all these stories and <laughs> kind of does the best she can so it's real fun watching these girls kind of you know get wrestle with those things and um, but yeah God has been just really kind to uh, to me um, giving me the family that He has and um, even extended family I, I've got just a lot of good people who surround me and uh, support me doing this so yeah. Um, but yeah um, grew up right here in the upstate and um, went to uh, um, school here and graduated and everything and uh, I don't know what I was thinking but in 2006 I actually joined the Marine Corps and uh, went overseas twice and um, thank you for your yeah service. absolutely yeah, yeah. and uh, stayed in there for about eight years and okay. uh, got out in 2014 um, opened up a furniture store. I fell in love with uh, woodworking and, and building things, and God really blessed that. And so, uh, did that up till about last year when God called me into what He's calling me into now. I still do build furniture, yeah. uh, just not you know as much. I don't really promote that. So, um, takes a lot of time. <laughs> so, yeah. trying to focus a lot of time and energy and attention on this. So, well, that's kind of. A little bit of who I am, and and yeah. uh, and uh, you know, kind of the the snapshot story of how, how we got did here. you how did you awake get awakened to the the crisis of abortion in our nation and the gospel approach to addressing that issue? Yeah, uh, so I I grew up in the church um, all my life. I can't remember ever not being in church on Sunday morning. Um, but looking back now, um, I was, I was the epitome of cultural, you know, Christianity. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was the good kid. I checked all the boxes. I wasn't the kid who was going to go to parties. My parents never had to worry where I was on Saturday night. Um, you know, I was, I was your typical good mm-hmm. quote Christian boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I went to the Marine Corps and found out just how unchristian I was, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, had alcohol issues and, you know, 
girls and just all kinds of crazy stuff that we're not going to give Satan credit for here. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and it was actually uh, right when I was getting ready to get out. I told you my uh, father-in-law uh, is the associate pastor of a church. And um, I was struggling with some things that I was feeling, you know, guilty about being married to his daughter. And I said, "Hey, I'm, I'm struggling with these things, and I, I, I know that I'm, they're not. It's not supposed to have power over me, but I can't shake it. You know, what's wrong mm-hmm. with me?" Yeah. And uh, I was 27, and he said, uh, "He said, have you ever heard the gospel?" I said, "Well, yeah. You know, <laughs> of course I. Yeah, yeah course. I can tell you the gospel." And he said, "No, have you have you ever really sat and listened?" And God began to stir, and, and, and all, I got real emotional. I was like, you know, something, this is weird. And, uh, you know, he, he said, you know, Matt, the reason why you don't have any power of these things, and he gave me time to talk. There was a 30-minute dialogue that happened before this, and it was easy for him to spot. Um, he said, you know, Matt, the reason why you're struggling in these areas is because you're trying to, uh, you know, overcome these things yourself. You know, you're trusting mm-hmm. in yourself to be able to pull yourself out of this, and mm-hmm. it's not in you. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible is clear about the power you have, and it's absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for the first time in my life, I heard the gospel, and he, he went through, you know, what salvation truly means and surrender and all of these terms that I had heard and even taught. Yeah. But had never it had never really hit my Gotten heart. Down inside of you. Yeah, I never really got down. And, and for the first time, I realized that I am powerless, that I am wicked, that I am what the Bible says I am, and God is who he says he is. And uh, for the first time, you know, the, the blinders came off, and I, I saw my depravity um, and my true need for, you know, a Savior. And so I count that as the night that God saved me. I don't, I don't know. A lot yeah. of people have these dates right down in their Bible <laughs> and the time and what color the pew was. I don't know all that. <laughs> um, but I do count that as the night where God kind of took the blinders off. And yeah. since then, there was a, you know, uh, a progression of, of learning. And I, I became really um, just obsessed, really, with, with doctrine and theology. And I wanted to know more about what the Bible said I was and who I was and who he is. And mm-hmm. uh, the history of the church and the, you know, all of these things just became so interesting to me. And so I began to go back and kind of um, revisit a lot of the things that I knew about the Bible. Um, I wanted to know, you know, how did dinosaurs fit into to creation? Like yeah. all of these things, I wanted to. I just wanted to learn, and I was a sponge. So I began to search these things out, and I, I would study in chunks, you know. So mm-hmm. I want to know about creation. I want to know about the flood. I want to know about, uh, you know, soteriology. I want to learn about eschatology. I want to, you know, get as much as I can. So um, it was in a study of eschatology. I wanted to know, Mm. what does the Bible say? What does Revelation mean? You know, everybody's Mm -hmm. scared to go to Revelation. I wanted to know what it meant. Mm -hmm. If if, if God gave it to us, I want to know what it's there for. And so it was in That'll my, be a whole other series of episodes. We are certainly the, not the going there of eschatology. <laughs> we have to make sure Joseph is here for that one because he's all about that. I'm certainly... A-mail, pre-mail, post-mail. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so uh, it was in that study that I came across a, a, a man out in uh, a pastor out in uh, Arizona named Jeff Durbin. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeff Durbin is the pastor of Apologia Church. And um, at this time, I had never heard of him or the church. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Again, I was going after eschatology, and he was the guy that popped up, and I said, I'm going to see what he says. And uh, you're not going to listen to Jeff Durbin or anything from Apologia Church long before you hear about abortion. Mm -hmm. That is what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, And they have, I think, over five or 600 churches who have, you know, have, have been called to the fight through through their ministry. And that's with End Abortion Now? End Abortion Now, yes. So you can Google that, End Abortion Now, and find out more. They're... Essentially, similar to Love Life, resourcing churches right. to be on the front lines of the being the answer to the abortion crisis in our nation. Right. So, end abortion now is a ministry through this church. Yes. Apologia. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. And um, thousands of babies. I mean, just 
it's, it's, it's insane what, what God has done through that church. Thousands of babies saved that were that people were going to the abortion clinics mm-hmm. to, to have abortions, to kill their babies. And because this ministry has mobilized a witness mm-hmm. at these clinics, right. like what you're doing here right. in Greenville, they've seen thousands of babies Amen. saved yeah. And, yeah. and families loved in the process. Absolutely, right? yeah. Yeah. absolutely. And so that was a catalyst for you to say, well, why, why can't oh, what's yeah. going on in Greenville? Yeah, yeah. 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 And so, uh, yeah, so uh, I didn't know where to start. I knew I, God used that to kind of provoke in me, you know, you need to be, I don't know, there's just something that God yeah. stirred in me to, mm-hmm. you know, I, I could do that. Or I want to do that anyway. And so uh, I reached out to one of the elders there uh, through social media. And uh, I said, hey, man, look, I, I feel drawn to this. What do I, how do I, how can I even get, you know, where do I start? Mm-hmm. And he said, you got a Bible? I said, yeah. He said, can you articulate the gospel? I said, yeah. He said, do you know where the mill is, uh, the abortion clinic? I said, uh, yes. He said, go out there and preach the gospel and just see what God does. <laughs> and I thought, well, that is very helpful. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, uh, I did that and Luckily, uh, there were other brothers and sisters that God had providentially placed there, connected with them, and uh, it kind of just grew from there. We started going out every Saturday. God was saving babies and things was happening. And then um, about six months ago, uh, I found out that the mill in Greenville uh, is not just open on Saturdays, but they kill babies six days a week. And Monday through Friday, no one was out there. And so these babies are dying with no one to to, yeah. to speak out for them. And so... Uh, I told you that my wife and I had a furniture store. Uh, we began to pray and fast, and um, God told us to close the store down and go out there full time. And so, you know, yeah. that was six months ago, and the rest is kind of history. Well, we're we're here with Matt Brock, uh, affiliated with Love Life. You can find more about Love Life at lovelife.org. That's L-O-V-E-L-I-F-E dot org. And he's sharing about his call to be on the front lines of pro-life ministry, seeing uh, babies and families rescued from abortion, from going to kill their babies at the abortion clinic here in Greenville, and him as well as several others who have been called to be on the front lines there, doing ministry there, seeing babies saved and families loved according to the gospel uh, there at the abortion clinic. So you had mentioned, you, you know, you got you felt called to to do this. You were exposed to End Abortion Now, which mm-hmm. is a ministry out of uh, Arizona that's helping resource churches to do this type of work. Right. And you were you felt called to go to the uh, clinic here in Greenville, which there's one abortion clinic, and it's on Grove Road Correct. Uh, here yes. in Greenville. And there were already a, a few others, and I would known some from years past. You've got your 40 Days for Life. You've right. got... Uh, you've got the Sidewalk Advocates mm-hmm. for Life. Mm-hmm. You know the Piedmont Women's Piedmont Center Women's is right Center, across right. the street from there. Right. Um, and so there was God had called some people in there. Now maybe the methodologies are a little bit different, and we yep. can have our <laughs> theological discussions about that. But we're all I think everyone's uh, on the same page that abortion is wrong, and that the church needs to do something about it to be an answer to yeah. it. So and and I've talked with you before about you guys still work together, even though you may have some disagreements. Right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, but you get called there. So what? What do you sh- tell us about what you do and and maybe some fruit of what you've seen from what you do there at the clinic? Yeah, and so uh, you mentioned some organizations that have been in this fight for a very long time, and so. Um, um, but one thing that we noticed, so if you go to the, uh, so there's three abortion clinics in the state of South Carolina. There's mm-hmm. one in Charleston, one in Columbia, and then uh, I believe the, both of those are Planned Parenthoods. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one in Greenville is actually a private practice with two doctors, hmm. um, and they've actually, uh, they put up a six-foot wall years ago, and uh, 
you know, God's people are smarter than a six-foot fence. They brought <laughs> something to stand on and got the gospel over the fence. Uh, so that didn't work out too well for them. So they actually uh, put a fairly expensive <laughs> uh, 12-foot fence up. And so now we actually take um, 10-foot A-frame ladders out there wow. and preach off of the ladders. Um, but, you know, once you're up there, uh, you've got about a... I don't know, maybe 30 yards uh, to mm-hmm. the front door. So we're able to make eye contact with the vast majority of the moms that mm-hmm. go in there. Um, so it's a really, uh, God has really kind of got us set up there. The, the I'm grateful for Greenville Police Department. They've been very, um, you know, they hadn't, Stepped, overstepped any boundaries or tried to make it seem like yeah. we can't be out there. They've, re- they've respected and upheld our rights. And, and so, what you're um, doing is completely legal. Completely. You're, on, you're on public property. Absolutely. Standing there, proclaiming the gospel, pleading with these women, these families, hey, don't go in there. Yes. Do you realize what you're doing? We will... We want to love you. Yeah. We want to we want to care for you, your family, your baby. There's also people at the entrance that are doing similar work, trying to dialogue with people as they go in. Yeah. So there's one way in and one way out, and we've got people who are stationed there as well. Uh, the the goal is to get them to turn around at the gate. You know. Yeah. And uh, we try to get contact information from everybody that we 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 get in touch with because, and I think this is um, a critical point. God didn't call me to save babies. That's right. And I want to be sure that I I say that because a lot of your pro-life organizations, they will tell you our number one goal is to save babies. That's the end goal, right? That's the end result. Well, you know, God didn't say that in Mark 16, and he didn't say it in Matthew 28. He told us to go preach the gospel to all of creation and to make disciples. disciples. And so, uh, you know, if all we do is save a baby, yes, that's good and that's wonderful. But if if we celebrate that as if, you know, we just scored a touchdown rather than a first down, Mm -hmm. then, you know, we've, we've dropped the ball on the Great Commission. And so, um, so yeah, we, we rely heavily on the gospel, um, and uh, it's open-air preaching. I mean, we got to call it what it is, and there's a stigma there, and I think rightfully so. Um, I don't get too upset with pastors when they, you know, have uh, concerns because, it, you know, it has been done wrong in the past before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a way that you can preach a loving gospel in a very unloving Hateful way. way. That's yeah. right. um, Jesus, you know, I think of the woman at the well, um, and Jesus was very blunt. Uh, you know, he didn't beat around the bush. He said, you know, uh, you've had five husbands, and the guy you're with now isn't your husband. So he mm-hmm. didn't shy away from addressing her sin, yeah. but he did it in a way where she knew, you know, he's not coming from a place of condemnation. This mm-hmm. man's telling me this because he loves me. Yeah, yeah. And she felt so, so loved. She went back to her town and told everybody, yeah. and hey, what happened? Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and so, I've I've been out there and I've heard you guys, you know, yeah. preaching. I've seen your videos on on your Facebook. I mean. It is you're pleading right. with mm-hmm. with these women and these families with a heart of love, and of right. course we could all grow more in that love and compassion. But I think that's a great point because people think open air preaching it's just you're, you're yelling at people you're, right. you're going to go to hell and you you know I, God hates you. Right. And I mean, there's you can have some elements of truth in what you're saying, but if it's not with a heart of love, right. really wanting to win people over, then. But I think there's a there is the extreme. The other extreme in the church, where open air preaching is, there's no place for it, right. or mm-hmm. and and they automatically will just write anybody who's open air preaching off, right? And I, that's an error as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like there's there's a biblical example for yeah. open air preaching, <laughs> several, <laughs> and and my challenge to people who would come against open air preaching. I'll, when was the last time you shared the gospel, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> openly in public square yeah. with someone? Right. You know, it takes more courage to do something like that. So, I, I mean, I love that you guys are marrying those two there at the front lines of one, maybe one of the darkest places in our city, right? Where, yeah. people are, where babies are being murdered there at the abortion clinic. You're bringing the truth of the gospel, the love of God to bear 
yeah. there at that place. Yeah, and, I, you know, if there's pastors that are listening to this, and I'm sure there are, um, that's one thing I really want them to understand is that we, we put a high, you know, priority on making sure that we're not doing things the way that we think they should be done or, you know, it's not opinionated. Our, our main focus, first and foremost, is to glorify God mm-hmm. and, and to, to honor Him according to His Word. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, Jesus preached off of mountains. Paul preached in, you know, in the marketplace in yeah. Acts 17. So, um, you know, we, we do have a biblical precedent. And so that's, that's all we're trying to do is just to, uh, you know, glorify God through, um, you know, His Word. And you've seen, tell us a little bit since you, since you've committed to going pretty much full time to to this, right? I mean, yeah, you, we're there six days a week, right? And so you at first it was just you and a few other people, and now the Lord has sent other men to come <laughs> alongside you to fill some of those gaps, right? Tell us a little bit about that journey, how long you've been out there, and then maybe what we're what kind of momentum you're seeing as yeah. far as people coming on board? Yeah, so about six months ago, um, I, there was another gentleman. Uh, his name's Jack. Jack has been out there for a while. Um, Jack is awesome. Jack yeah. is a cool. He's a cool cat, man. He's like a grandpa to me now. So, uh, but uh, Jack's been in this fight for a little while, and um, Jack's retired. And so, uh, when God kind of started to, to lay it on my heart to, you know, hey, somebody needs to be out here Monday through Friday, not just on Saturdays. I went to Jack and I said, hey, listen. Um, I can't be out here every day. I said, but I'm willing to come out here, you know, a couple of days a week if you could mm-hmm. take over the other couple of days and we could have, you know, six days a week covered. And so for about two and a half months, uh, you know, I was out there by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it is not a fun place to be by yourself. There's, it can get a little wild. Mm-hmm. And uh, But more than that, Jack, 76 years old, you know, <laughs> out there holding it down as well. So um, it, it was it was very interesting. But, you know, after two months, there's just a lot of mental – it's draining. Yeah. It is a draining yeah. – that is a dark place to be. That is a hard ministry. And so, uh, you know, I told Jack, I was like, you know what, we're idiots. Why <laughs> have we not – I have not prayed the first time in two months that God would send more people. And I'm like – you know, so I began to pray, and I said, "God, would you simple? Would you just send more people?" Within a week, there were two guys yeah, <laughs> that yeah. that not only decided that they would start coming, but they come full time. They're out there just as much as wow. we are, hmm. and so that's just as as that kept going, we began to pray even more and pray even more. God, send more people, send more people, send more people, and now we've got a schedule where I'm only having to be out there one day a week. Matter of fact, tomorrow is my day, mm-hmm. and so what that frees me up to do is things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so God has just been very. Jack's only got to go out there on Friday. So, um, so now when you're out there, are you out there alone still, or now you're going? No. To so that's, that's the okay, yeah. That's the beautiful about thing about it. We, uh, um, what that's done. Obviously, if I know I'm going to be by myself again, uh, I want to bring somebody with me. Yeah. So you start getting creative and and, and going out there and, and and trying to find someone. It's, it's discipleship. Yeah, you, you go exactly. find your Timothy, right? That's right. Yeah. And so. Uh, and so um, that's that's what all of us did. Um, we had guys that took Monday, a guy that took Tuesday, and I said, all right. If you don't go find anybody, you're going to be out there by yourself. And it's like, okay, I've already got mm-hmm. somebody in mind. And they went and asked them, and they agreed. So, well, and now those people they're bringing may one day move into a. They're spot going and telling their pastors, yeah, exactly. and, and so it's it's really started to um, it's really started to take. And, and is there? And I think that's part of the goal. I think now is to rally, and what Love Life does is rally the church right. to be the answer and to have a witness there mm-hmm. to not only, as you said, not only save babies, but to get 
families plugged into local churches. Right. That local churches right. would disciple these families. Um, so is there a way that people can contact you if there's pastors listening or maybe church members that are listening? Is there a good way to, to reach out to you if they're interested in learning more about how to get involved? Yeah, so um, my email, if you want to uh, email me directly, is lovelifegreenville at gmail.com. And um, I even talked to my, uh, my elders yesterday, and you know, because a lot of guys, you know, I'm not a pastor. Yeah. And so there's a lot of questions that pastors have that they have for other pastors. Yeah. Um, they may have their own questions for me, but, you know, if I was a pastor, I'd want to say, you know what, that sounds awesome. I'd love to support that. But what would that look, what repercussions could there be, repercussions yeah. could there yeah. be on my church or on my body? And so, um, you know, my pastors and elders graciously even said, uh, you know, hey, if they want to reach out to us, we're happy to talk to them and, mm-hmm. and work through that. So um, their email is uh, havenridgechurch at gmail.com. So um, either one of those, you can get yeah. a hold of us. And so and you're I'm, under authority of oh, local church, mm-hmm. elders. You're not just a renegade out there. You no, know, you are, no. And, and I think that's extremely important yeah, that's and, and lends credibility to what you're doing. Um, so, yeah, it's Haven Ridge Church. And I'm sure you can Google them and find them as well. So mm-hmm. HavenRidgeChurch at gmail.com. Correct. Or lovelifegreenville at gmail.com if you want to get involved and learn more. We're going to continue this conversation in in another episode with Matt. Um, But, yeah, we want to encourage you, one, to as GHOP, we want to promote prayer regarding this issue. We want to mobilize people to be praying for God to end abortion in our area, that it would be unthinkable and unavailable. Mm-hmm. So, and that has a lot of ramifications. Yes, it has political ramifications, but it's not solely a political issue. We want it to be where where families don't even think about going to the abortion clinic. That if they're in a crisis or, or a pregnancy that was unexpected or unwanted, they know I can go to the church right. to find a loving, safe place right. to figure mm-hmm. out this situation. Um, so we want to be praying for that, but we also want to have our churches awaken to that issue yeah. and and be on the front lines of being the answer for that. Um, and so you know, reach out to Matt, reach out to us. We'd love to to uh, help encourage you in any way as we're trying to figure this out ourselves. Um, and then you can also you can visit lovelife.org. They've got a lot of resources, yeah. videos, and and. Uh, different informational um, resources that, that can help you in your journey as well. Um, well, as we close out this issue or this uh, episode, Dustin, will you yeah, close us in to. prayer? Yeah, I'd love to for sure. Mm. Lord, we are uh, we're grateful for your grace and your mercy, and it's only through that grace and mercy that anyone is here and anyone is is listening today, God. And it's we we are. Well, like we're well aware that while we were yet sinners, you died for us, Lord, and you've rescued us and and brought us into a new life. And Lord, I, I like what Matt said, Lord. the The call isn't to save babies; the call is to make disciples, Lord. And so, um, that's done through um, partly through seeing these precious uh, babies be able to come alive, come to have a life and be alive and and have an opportunity, Lord. And we thank you and we praise you for the op- for the ministry that Matt is doing and and his boldness by which he stands to, as he said, first of all, glorify you, and second of all, be obedient in um, being conduit to see your gospel go forth and see people disciple, Lord. God, would you continue to uh, 
watch over us, protect him and watch over him and his ministry and those that are out there. Continue to bring people, Lord, if there are those today who are listening who yes. who want to step in and get more involved and say that, and answer the question of how they should be involved, and maybe it's through connecting with Matt and through his ministry. God, I pray, Lord, that you would give them the boldness to step forward, to shoot that email out, to uh, at least make that first step, Lord. And God, we are we praise you, and we honor you, and we glorify you. It's your name we pray. Amen. 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 And again, if you want to reach Matt, you can email him at lovelifegreenville at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us via our website. We can connect you um, at ghopsc.org. But more than anything, just get involved. What does the Lord have for you? And it may not be standing on a ladder preaching the gospel, but there's you know, there's baby showers that they're throwing mm-hmm. for these families. Maybe you can help coordinate a baby shower or give towards purchasing diapers for a family. I mean, there's all sorts of ways to be involved, but you first and foremost can pray and ask God how you can be involved. So pray for uh, this issue and pray for God to show you how you're to be involved. We, uh, we're glad that you tuned in. We hope that you'll join with us next time. Until then, God bless you. Thanks for being with us on today's broadcast of Table Talk with the Greenville House of Prayer. We pray that you've been encouraged and hope you'll join us next time as we continue to host Christian conversations that explore the scripture, promote prayer, and edify the body of Christ. For more information about the Greenville House of Prayer or to contact us, please visit our website at ghopsc.org or connect with us on Facebook at the Greenville House of Prayer.